The wind is gently blowing through my hair. The air is cool and silent. It's filled with an anticipatory quiet found in the early morning as it waits for the beginning of a new day. I am in a vast valley with soaring mountains all around. The sky is a light blue with high flying clouds. A lone bird can be seen riding the lofty air currents high above me, high above us. There are others around me, but no one speaks. We sense the opposition that will soon greet us, but we say nothing. We know we are gathered to fight, to fight against an unknown enemy that we know we can no longer ignore. I look to my right and to my left. As far as I can see, on either side are women on the front line with me, as well as thousands deep, ready to go to battle with me. Each looking towards the coming danger, each stoic and ready. It is then that I draw my sword high into the air and then forcefully thrust it into the ground. It's time for us to take our claim, to stand our ground, to begin the fight. Hello everyone, I'm Meg Tilton. Welcome to a podcast that is designed to help you access powers that lie within you. A podcast that will help guide you and empower you to know, feel, and most importantly, use all the emotions, experiences, and parts your Heavenly Father has blessed you with in a deep and progressive way. You were sent here for greatness, for a purpose, and your ability to accomplish all you want and need is not outside of you, but in you. This is where I will teach you to use that power in a way that will move you forward like nothing ever has before. I'm thrilled you are here. This is episode four, Gathering Your Army. Ever since I can remember, I have loved stories of good versus evil. Stories that take you on the journey of the most unlikely of heroes. Heroes often outnumbered, ill-equipped, and unprepared for what is asked of them. They always go up against a much more prepared opposition, an army with all the firepower, with legions of followers and armies at the ready, always organized and prepared for war. They inadvertently find themselves plucked from their normal surroundings and asked to follow a path that they don't want to follow and that they are very unsure of. Somewhere along the way, they meet the opposing force who tries to take them out early on, but they are rescued by someone who knows their potential and can see their purpose. This person often becomes their guide, They lead them toward the opposition instead of away from it. The hero has to fight many battles along the way and face the enemy many times, almost to the point of the enemy winning. Almost. The hero doubts their ability to do what they have been called to do, and they retreat. It is at this point that they make a pivotal discovery. The discovery that will help them achieve what they set out to do. Can you guess the discovery they make? If you have watched movies like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, The Hunger Games, even a movie as innocent as Remember the Titans, the discovery is always the same. It is always that the true enemy they fight is not against the obvious opposition, the huge army, the well-trained and equipped villain. The true enemy they fight is the battle that rages within themselves. Up to this point in the story, they have not been able to succeed in their external battles. 
This is not because the enemy is so strong and powerful, but because they have resisted and been fighting against accepting themselves and believing in who they truly are. Once this battle is won, the battle against self, the external villain is a mere afterthought in them achieving their purpose. To open this podcast, I shared a visual that often comes to mind when I meditate and focus on what my life purpose is. For so long, I believed that army I stood with was other women, women who I would help lead in the fight against evil, women who would join my army to make change and goodness a reality, women of God that were solid and grounded in who they were and who did not shirk the things life hurled at them, but they would band with me and together we would be a mighty force for good in the world. I still believe in that vision, but where these women actually stand has shifted. One day while doing my inner work, I had a realization. The army that stood with me was not an external one. It was one I had to seek to gather outside of myself. The army was already within me. That vision of women of God banded together with me as a mighty force for good in the world still holds true, but instead of being an army to lead, each woman is leading their own armies. They come with a force ready to go. Instead of thousands strong, we are millions strong. We attack anything that threatens God on all fronts, and we each bring to the battlefield our individual armies with their unique capabilities and strengths. And really, that is the purpose of this podcast and what I hope to teach you. Not to become part of my personal army, but to access and lead your own army in the battle against evil. I want to gather women who lead an army that is powerful and ready to take on anything that mortality brings their way. In the Book of Mormon, we have chapters and chapters of armies fighting against one another. The good fight for God. They fight for righteousness. They fight with a clear knowledge of who they are and what their life purpose is. In the 48th chapter of Alma, we read of the amazing Captain Moroni. Mormon had this to say about Captain Moroni. Yea, verily, verily, I say unto you, if all men had been and were and ever would be like unto Moroni, behold, the very powers of hell would have been shaken forever. Yea, the devil would never have power over the hearts of the children of men. Who of us would not want to be like Captain Moroni, to have hell be forever shaken in our presence? To so many, this seems unattainable, and Captain Moroni seems to be a bit of an anomaly himself. But what we far too often forget to read and to remember are the verses that immediately follow this description of Captain Moroni. In verses 18 and 19 we read, Behold, he was a man like unto Ammon, the son of Mosiah, yea, and even the other sons of Mosiah, yea, and also Alma and his sons, for they were all men of God. Now behold, Helaman and his brethren were no less serviceable unto the people than was Moroni, for they did preach the word of God, and they did baptize unto repentance all men whosoever would hearken unto their words. Captain Moroni's characteristics were not a singular occurrence. Many men had the same qualities, and when they band together, they did great things. We women of the church can be serviceable like unto Captain Moroni, Ammon, Alma and his sons, Helaman and his brethren. We too play a defining role in not allowing the devil to have power over the hearts of the children of men. 
Before his call as president of the church, then Elder Russell M. Nelson stated the call to all righteous women of the latter days. He stated, We need women who know how to make important things happen by their faith and who are courageous defenders of morality and families in a sin-sick world. We need women who are devoted to shepherding God's children along the covenant path toward exaltation. Women who know how to receive personal revelation, who understand the power and peace of the temple endowment. Women who know how to call upon the powers of heaven to protect and strengthen children and families. Women who teach fearlessly. We need women who have a bedrock understanding of the doctrine of Christ and who will use that understanding to teach and help raise a sin-resistant generation. We need women who can detect deception in all of its forms. We need women who know how to access the power that God makes available to covenant keepers and who express their beliefs with confidence and charity. We need women who have the courage and vision of our Mother Eve. Ah, Mother Eve. Where did she get the strength that allowed the whole of humankind to come to earth and live out the plan that would allow us to become like our heavenly parents? She didn't get it from an external source. She did one of the greatest of all acts by tapping into her internal army. She saw the plan. She saw the choices. She consulted with the powers inside of her, and she did what she knew was best. So you may be asking... But who are we gathering our army to fight? Yes, I see and I'm fully aware of the internal army I need to gather, but what is the external evil and villain we face? That is a great question. First, we must define evil. Evil really is anything that takes us away from God, anything that takes us out of alignment with Him and His love. So evil is never a person. It's simply a part that is not aligned, that is hurting in some way, that is seeking understanding and compassion. When you realize that who you battle is never a person or even an institution, it changes everything. When you realize the battle exists to align your parts, heal them, teach them to take leadership from the spirit, then you realize that what you fight in others is simply their unhealed parts. That person who was short with you in the grocery checkout line, the child who mouths off and is belligerent and rude, the church leader who seems to be unmoving and close-minded about everything. They all come from places of having parts of them that are unhealed. They have not learned to lead their parts. When you start to see people as individuals who haven't learned to lead and accept themselves in all ways, that is when you gain a lot of understanding. That is when your compassionate and loving parts are able to confront others' unhealed parts and be in a place of non-judgment and love. Think of how Jesus was. He loved everyone. This was because he had no hurt parts. All parts of him were in alignment with himself and with God. He therefore was perfect at showing up in love towards everyone, no matter what parts of others he came in contact with. He knew that what he dealt with in others was not evil people, but hurting people, People who were ruled by the parts of them that were scared, sad, confused, overwhelmed, annoyed, and fearful. When he was in leadership of his parts and spoke from love, he led and healed other people's wounded parts, and because those parts longed so desperately for leadership, they listened and allowed him to heal them. So the battle we each wage is twofold. 
First, it is a battle with self. Not that any part of us is inherently bad or evil, but that when unled by the Spirit, the outcomes we see in our lives are far from what both spirit and body truly desire. And secondly, once the battle with self is won, then we can turn and start the fight to help others love and lead their hurt and wounded parts. We can help them start winning their own internal battles. It's a beautiful thing. It's a holy work. It is the reason our heavenly parents sent us to earth. It is true charity. And so, my friend, I invite you to be like Mother Eve, to be the woman President Nelson pleads for you to be, to be a woman warrior akin to the likes of Captain Moroni and his fellow brethren, to become the most Christ-like version of you. It's time to gather your army and join the battle. Are you coming? Thanks for joining me today. I hope you step just a little closer to knowing that you are already whole and complete and that every part of you is loved and enough. You truly do have all the power inside of you to accomplish the work you were sent here to do. Come back next week to learn more about how you can access the power within.